Welcome to the Secure the Bag podcast, where we talk to some of the most successful people from the fields of sport, entertainment and music and discuss how they reached the top of their field and ultimately how they secured the bag. I'm Frankie Hobbs, back at it again with my wonderful co-host Emily Hall. How are you? I'm very well, Frankie. How are you? I'm in a fantastic mood. Uh, the sun is out and we've just finished a, a fantastic show uh, with one quarter of one of the UK's top selling groups, JLS, Mr. Aston Merigold, pleasure to have him on the show. Emily, what did you think? Really lovely guy um, and a very insightful chat all the way from like family to JLS to new business developments. Um, I really liked the chat about the social development through time. So obviously when he was an X Factor, social wasn't so much a thing, whereas now it can really be a help or a complete hindrance to someone's career. So it's great to get his opinion on that. Yeah, and I think for, for me as well, what, what we have started to see when we're, you know, we're doing these podcasts is the people that have become so successful are just so power, so driven and so determined to get to the top. And whether that be music, which is what um, Aston, you know, really excelled in, but anything else he did, he also had that same drive and passion. So it's great to see. Um, and I, I think you guys will will love the show. And and if you're if you do love the show and you're not subscribed. Please do drop us a subscribe. It really does help. Um, but I will stop rambling on and let you enjoy our show with Aston. Aston, how are you? Thanks so much for joining the show. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you. How are you doing? I know um, you know it's, it's a big time in your life. You've got a new kid on the way. How? How is it, you know, living at the moment and and expecting? Um, it's it's, not, it's good. It's, it's it's I suppose the final trimester, but it's the final couple of weeks. So it's that that kind of not panic as such because I didn't panic the first time around. But every time my missus kind of goes, "Oof!" I kind of you know, it's that that that's the heart skips a beat kind of moment. Going, "You're right. You're okay." She's like, "Yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm just literally, you know, I don't know, I'm thirsty. Or I don't know, whatever it could be. Do you know what I mean? So I'm just on." I'm on edge. I'm on edge, but I'm uh, I'm good. I'm good though. We were delighted that that you were coming on, and we just had a look at some of the stuff you're putting out there. And it, it seems like you're really pushing um, a lot of the TikTok stuff and and the dances, and it just looks looks like you're having a lot of fun at the moment. Yeah, I feel it's actually such a perfect platform for, for people like you who are like all round performers. Because I've seen some of your TikToks, and you do a lot of dancing, and you also do like the kind of comedy sketches. So I think there's going to be a huge movement for like more traditional celebs moving into that space because it's like already geared up for you, really. I mean, it's 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 fun, do you know what I mean? And it, and it's that kind of platform that you kind of, you know, Instagram. It's a bit like oh, I need to let me look at this picture and this filter and did it and whatever. Whereas TikTok kind of feels like you can just be as stupid and wacky as, as you kind of want, do you know what I mean? And just there's not really any judgment. Um, and it's it's yeah, it's just fun, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's what everyone says about TikTok. They want to get away from like the perfect Instagram style. But yeah, when I was watching them, I was like, oh, I was like, he must have met his partner at work. Because when I saw her dancing, I was like, they can't have just got that out of nowhere. <laughs> that's brilliant that you both do that. Yeah, no, that was uh, yeah, that was a tour moment. She did, she did dance with me on tour. To be fair, and then it's uh, the rest is history, I suppose. And what? Why did? What made you join TikTok in the first place? Was it? something that you'd heard about a lot or you just gave it a go like I know it's it's something that a lot of people are doing at the moment um the the true story um <laughs> is funnily enough um we was at um Marvin and Rochelle's 
little girl's birthday party. And um, a lot of the kids, like my little boy was running around, he was on a mad one and whatever else. And, and, and a lot of the kids, especially uh, Marvin Rush's little girl, Leia, they loved TikTok. And I wasn't even really into TikTok at all at the time. And um, they were trying to teach Sarah the TikTok. And I was just looking over and I was just like, yeah, no, no TikTok for me. Not about it. Don't know anything. Don't know what I'm doing. All that kind of stuff. Anyway, later on that night, she went, all the kids are doing this dance. We should do a TikTok. I was like, I'm not doing TikTok. And bearing in mind, when I say later, this was like half 10, 11 o'clock at night. And I just got into bed. And she's like, yeah, you need to get on TikTok. I was like, this is not like, no. Um, and then, yeah, literally the little one the next day was in bed have a nap and she's like I'll just teach you this dance really quick and we'll just do it did it and it, I think it got like a couple million hits or views on it and it was a bit like oh, okay this is quite cool people will kind of respond to it and then it just got a bit addictive when you start to kind of actually know what you're doing with it so mm -hmm. like you said the comedy sketches the dances the different challenges and stuff it just it does it gets addictive and if you are creative as well and in that kind of realm you start to kind of I don't know, you see other people's videos and you're going, oh my God, that looks so cool when they did that. Maybe I could do this. And you start all the, I don't know, my sound effects and visual effects and stuff you try and put in. It just, it, honestly, it's an addiction, TikTok. How long does it take to like record each TikTok? Is it like a one take thing or is it like you try to get it right? No, no, no. It's it's that as a performer, it's hard to do a dance one and be like, especially with my missus, because she's like, no, I didn't do that right. And then I'm like, no, I didn't do that right. And that could take five or six takes. Um, now, it didn't before. Before, it was a bit like, oh, this is fun. Whereas now, it's a bit like, no, I really want to do a good one. Um, <laughs> it's the, the harder the challenges, and you're kind of like, no, I did this step wrong. I want to make sure it's right. Um, yeah, I would say maybe five or six attempts. Stuff like the comedy stuff, I'm just, at least even the other night, again, I was just like, right, okay, let me just do like, the Kevin Hart sketch or something like that. And, and that, that took about half an hour to put together and it's a bit like you watch it back and it's, it's just it's just fun do you know what I mean it's just why not waste half an hour of lockdown and quarantine just kind of you know trying to make people laugh well I think there are going to be platforms like that which which do emerge I guess for what what is interesting for me and uh, you know you'd say when you obviously you guys really um became big maybe earlier in the decade and there might be a whole bunch of TikTok has obviously got a lot of a young a younger audience. There might be a load of people that don't even know a lot of the the records and stuff. So you you, you know you could be building a new audience of of really loyal young fans there. Well, honestly, that is exactly it. Like to the point of um I um I've got an acting gig that I do with a show called Almost Never, and it's on uh, BBC and CBBC. So obviously aimed at a younger audience, and a lot of them are coming onto TikTok and being like, I see you on this show, you're Jordan, you're the guy Jordan from the show. And then the other half are like, what are you talking about? This is Aston from JLS. Like, what are you even, like, what do you mean? Like, there's there's two total different demographics that are watching and are keyed in. Like you just said, it's honestly, there's a whole generation that are a bit like, JLS, no, that's that's like from my mum and dad and my older sister and older brother. Da, da, da. You know, that, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like, that there's kids now that are kind of going, you're from that show or you're from TikTok. Not like, do you know what I mean, not from, not from the music career that I've kind of tried to carve out for the past 15 years. It's a bit like, you're that dude from TikTok. I like your TikTok or you're that guy from that show. I'm like, this is, this is wild. This is mad. 
Oh yeah, you sold sold ten million records or, or, or however many, and it's they know you from from the dance movie you did in in your front room. Exactly, <laughs> literally that. Yeah, exactly that. Um, but no, look, it's good to it's great that uh, you're set to be touring at least. Um, hopefully, with with obviously everything that's going on. Um, are you? It's been obviously a while. Are you looking forward to being back on the road, back touring? I can't wait. It's the stage, you know what I mean? It's the freedom you kind of get to, to perform. You're stuck in the studio kind of, you know, trying to blend together the perfect product for people and, and you know, make the song sound like anthemic or whatever else the, the feeling is you're trying to get across. And when you actually get to perform that in front of people and, and people are singing songs back to you and smiling, dancing, there's there's honestly no better feeling. And it's, it's yeah, touring, like I said, touring is just... Like for me, that's the that's the icing on the cake. That's the one where you kind of go right. I can I can let loose now and and be myself. So, so how's it going to work on tour now? now because you've all got kids for one, one right? right? No, we've all got kids. So is it like all of us? Yeah, you've all got kids. Oh right, okay. So are they are they all coming, or is it going to be a few weeks apart? A bit of both, to be fair. It's yeah. It, I suppose like it all comes down to like the um, the logistics and stuff like that, and 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 where we can kind of. I suppose make a base. Do you know what I mean? For a few days, if we're if we're up north of the country and it's a bit like right, we've got a few dates that in or around I don't know Manchester area, the Newcastle area. It's got, do you know what I mean? Wherever you can kind of set up camp, and if the family can come up for a few days, then that's perfect. If you're darting around and jumping from hotel to hotel and up and down the country, then it obviously gets a bit more difficult because you know it's it's you having to leave on time. It's not just you to worry about. Do you know what I mean? You're you're part of a crew at that, at that um. point and. I've done it myself with, with my family, but in terms of all of us and, and several families on the road, you know what I mean? Not just myself and the boys, but, you know, manager, tour manager, security, dancers, everyone. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit like if we're going to set up camp somewhere, that's that's a lot easier to have the family on board than, um, you know, kind of them dipping in and out of every single venue that is different. So it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun though. Do you know what I mean? Is I mean, I imagine it's a very, it'd be a very different experience to, how you guys, and I, what I imagine, and you can probably tell me if I'm wrong, but what I imagine the first tour was, I imagine there's a lot of partying and uh, going out, and I, I'd imagine you might, I might be wrong, but there probably less of that this time. Um, <laughs> it feels like a no. <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly, it's not going to be so different because it's, it, do you know what? It's, it's a hard one because. Listen, our partners are amazing. All of our partners are amazing. I mean, the girls are brilliant. They uh. do a great job looking after us and our families and, and, and all sorts. And for us, we kind of feel bad because obviously when we when you do go on tour, if you think about it, it's a bit like as much as you're going, right, yeah, late nights and partying and whatever else. Then you've got about the next day, we're not on stage until about half eight again. So we've got the whole day to recover and sleep and relax if we're on the bus or the hotel or whatever else. And... Obviously, this is different. If kids are there and, you know, the kids are coming up, your, you know, daddy duties and all that kind of stuff are going to kick in. But it's, I don't think there's really going to be any, um, you know, change in the partying realm and, and, and the celebration because that's that's what this tour's about. Do you know what I mean? It's about coming back yeah. after, you know, being able to tour, um, like, to the highest level for 10 years. Like, it's ridiculous. That we, you know what I mean? Coming back at this level and being able to do it, there'd be... We would be stupid not to be partying, do you know what I mean? And enjoying every single second. Um, so, 
Made that very clear then. <laughs> You're going to need a lot of babysitters between you. No, it's fine. Listen, we're all, we're all seasoned <laughs> pros. Do you know what I mean? We know, we know when to not take yeah. it too far and be like, right, listen, it's 4 a.m. Yeah. I'm not looking to stay out until 7. Get them a few hours sleeping. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, imagine your TikTok when you're all together. The kids will all love that doing the different routines. I mean, this is this is the thing, because we've done a couple TikToks with all of us, but like, we weren't really into it too much at that point, because that was just before like, the lockdown period. And yeah, so we did a few. Um, they were cool, but I think now, like it's as I said, it's become a bit of a I suppose a bit of a way of life in my household as well. Do you know what I mean? It's just, so yeah. they're, they're going to be dragged into TikToks, I'm afraid. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it's a, it's a major arena tour, you know, the, the biggest arenas in the country and um, tickets from what I've seen look to be going really great. I mean, when you, I imagine when you, when you announced the tour and then you first put the tickets on sale to see that you've still got such a strong fan base after the years, it must be so, um, you know, good to see and, and just shows what an impact you have had on people's lives. Yeah, I think obviously the idea for us at the very start, just the four of us kind of going, yeah, like, we love, you know, let's come back and do some shows and whatever else. And we're thinking, yeah, we're going to do this. There's always that minor, minor, minor thought that's kicking in the back of your mind kind of going, is this going to work though? As much as we're excited and we're going to give it our all, it depends on the people and if they, if they want it and if they care. Um, yeah, listen, I think we, we were in our head kind of looking at, you know, maybe 10, 11, 12 dates. Do you know what I mean? If we could manage to, you know, swing that. Um, I think we're up to 30 dates now on the tour. So it's like that kind of response is that that totally surpassed anything we thought that we were going to hit. Um, and it just makes us kind of feel, you know, all the all the years of hard graft that we put in before anybody knew who we were. Um, and then, you know, being on the road and, and just grinding it out and just really, really working hard and, and appreciating it all so much. It just, it's just amazing to see that people appreciate what we were doing um, enough to come back and see us and, and accept us to come back. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's crazy to yeah. see. There's, there's no real words to kind of, you know, gratitude for people to, you know, that are coming to the show and the support well, they, they show. I can't, yeah, I can't send that surprise based. I mean, you're kind of a household name now, right? And from what you're saying about this younger generation coming in, you can actually have whole families go to the shows because you've got the older generation who know you guys, JLS, and then younger who know you from this more digital side. So actually it makes a great trip out for everyone, which I think is a brilliant brand to like build around you as well. That's, uh, do you know what? That's exactly it. And it, it is kind of crazy because we're like, oh, okay, that's, that's, uh, the older generation, the, the, the I suppose, of, of the time when we were kind of, you know, hitting it high. Do you know I mean, the mums from then that were bringing their kids, but then the kids are now old enough and then them kids might have their kids. And it's just a whole, yeah, whole mix of generations that, you know, are kind of coming to see four guys that just used to basically got together for the for the love of singing. That was it. And, and it's kind of turned into, you know, as you said, I suppose a household name. People know the name JLS and it's just... Yeah, that's what we work so hard to kind of get. You've obviously had a lot of time off as a band, and um, I know you guys are obviously all were still friends and, and stayed massively in touch. But do you think the time apart actually helped from 
um, you know, relationship standpoint and, and, you know, cause I, I, I know a lot of, I've heard of a lot of bands that have stayed together quite a long time and they, they, they end up falling out or it turns pretty sour. Do you think the time apart helped? Do you know, we didn't, we didn't need time apart. That was just us. That was just our choice that we had. We, we were flying high in an industry that's so big and we all had different aspirations and different ideas of what to kind of, um, kick onto next or kick onto during the time. And it was time to kind of, for us to focus on, new ventures um i mean we're a band that put ourselves together as a four do you know what i mean so as as obviously a lot of people see us from uh i suppose x factor days and stuff like that but we went into that as a band already so we already had like the brotherhood um it was never going to be any falling out or never ever going to be any personal arguments and stuff like that like we're not we're not those guys do you know what i mean it's it's all the stories you hear of other people, that's a bit like, cool, like, you got to do what you got to do. Like, you were probably put together and put in a room to say, right, this works. You're, you're good at this, you're good at this, you're good at this. Together you work. Whereas we put ourselves together and I suppose the people decided to put us where we are. Do you know what I mean? So Yeah, no, I get that. Um, it does seem like, you you know, you guys have got that real genuine... And it and that's probably why you had so much success on, on the show. Because um, it did look... At, at, and I watched. I, wa- <laughs> I went back and watched um, the first audition you guys had, and it was just like it was so slick, and like you could tell there was a jet. It wasn't just like, and I don't want to make the comparison, but like someone like and there's I've been other bands, let's say on on the show that have been put together, and it and they're just not they don't have what you guys had, and even just down to like you know I think you were, you were in different colours, and it just it all looked great. Um, so I guess that probably came came across but did you ever see it going where it's gone um we wanted it to uh we're obviously we're we're firm believers in in you know what you put in you get out and and it's we believed that it was our time do you know what i mean that's why we wanted to go on the show at that time that's why we wanted to work as hard as we did just to make sure we could get to where we are now um and always have the choice if we wanted to kind of come back and you know relive it I suppose so it's um we always kind of knew that thing that that was possible and that's what we we wanted but it's it's really up to you know if there was any one any one weak link in the four of us then it wouldn't happen do you know what I mean nothing would have happened the way it's happened and the way it is panning out now and um as I said we're just firm believers in you know work hard play hard so no especially with those uh 7 a.m finishes yeah, listen, you start sometimes you start at seven AM, sometimes you have to finish at seven AM. That's just that's it is what it is. <laughs> um no, so I mean I just wanna to, to obviously we've been talking about the how you guys have done so well and I think it's fair to say you're one of the most successful boy bands this country has ever produced or music artists this band's ever produced. And I know it sound it might sound like um it might sound like I'm trying to blow smoke up your ass, but when we I was looking at the the sort of official charts and how they put um, artists next to each other who have sold records and got number ones. And I was looking at, and you've got the same amount of number ones as David Bowie, more than Whitney Houston. Um, so like you guys have really got to the top of your, your industry. And, and I guess, how did you deal with it at the time? Like did, did it, was it sinking in as you were doing it when you, you say you got your fifth number one or you got your third number one, was it like, cool, that's another thing. Or was it like, fuck guys, we, how, how did you, how do you take it all on? Honestly, we just we just wanted to keep going. It was a bit like, yes, this is great. Let's get, let's do it again. 
every, yep. every like there was everything for us was a first. Do you know what I mean? Our first number one, our second number one. Do you know what I mean? You can only get that feeling once. Do you know what I mean? This is that. This is our second number one. This is our third number one. Why? How many? Can we get another one? Can we like that? Every time it was new because that was always the first. Um, and just into like the shows were getting bigger. Just. I suppose for us, because we, we were enjoying it so much, it was a bit like it never really seemed like work. Um, do you know what I mean? It was, it was it was a dream come true for us. So it was just that thing of like, yeah, listen, this isn't going to stop as long as we keep the same mentality and keep um, keep working as hard as possible. Do you know what I mean? We it must have felt completely surreal. Yeah, massively. At like all points of it. Massively, like you. I think and- even even from the changeover for us was like as much as the X Factor. Um, has changed over the years. When we were on it, it was a bit like you were you were shoved into a house with loads of people, and you weren't allowed out. There was no kind of social media to be like, right, amp this up and let the cameras in the house and this, that, and the other. It was a bit like, no, that's that's a, that's basically lockdown for us. We stayed in this house. We had to sneak out at times and yeah. try and get to you know the shop or see people and whatever else. And it was a bit like, you know, we'd get a bollocking for that kind of stuff. But for us, it was a bit like our main goal was always right. We need to make sure we hit this the way that we think we can and then you know that our lives will change we didn't realize outside just how quickly our lives were changing it was a bit like we went into the show went into a house come out of the house finished the show and it was a bit like everyone knew jls it was like what what like this is i guess uh, you've probably had this question a thousand times and i it, the only reason i ask it is because it just, just came into my head but like you come in second like I know that everyone says it, but did it actually? Does it actually make it f- easier for you post after the show to go and forge what you you wanted to do? Because it, um, you know, you you've done miles better than most of the people that won the show. Um, not really, to be honest. I think it's just that thing of like we continue. It would have happened anyway. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Either way, it was a bit like you. I suppose it. You have to kind of go into the show with an idea of what you want to do. Um, then you're going to be thrust into um, a label management of, of people that are doing this stuff every single day. Of course, you have to still believe in yourself and your dream, but at the same time, you're going to be around people that have made some of the biggest artists of all time. Do you know what I mean? So you kind of have to let them in as well as kind of fight your corner. Um, we just trusted our team, to be honest. We said, we want to do this, this and this. They got it. They were like, we, we want to obviously do this, this and this for you. We were like, love that. Didn't think of that. Yeah, cool. Let's do it. And then it was a team. It was a team effort. There was no kind of us and them and them and us and whatever else. It was, um, for us, we was like, it was, it's, it's going to work. Like we, were, like, we were pissed. We didn't win. We wanted to win. Like it got to the last week and we were like, oh my God, we hit. This is the final. We've, we've worked every week just to try and get through every week. This is the week now we've aimed for, but we want to win. We didn't, and then we like we were like we were fuming, like, fuming. We was like, no, we didn't work hard enough. This, that, and the other. Da, 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 da. Like really took it to heart because we was a bit like we could have, like you know, we could have worked harder. We could have did this. We could have did that. But like that's just how much we we loved it and wanted it. Do you know what I mean? Even though the outcome really and truly is to you have to make that final. Like that's the make the weeks. Make sure people remember you. Like it, it win, of course, if you want to win, then like aim to win but at the same time it's a bit like us and Alexandria made it to the final final hurdle so really and truly there was no difference between the two of us apart from she won the show but you saw us both 
until right at the very end. So that, that was the exposure that we wanted to try and get as much as possible. You know what I mean? Did you sign with them after? Did you sign with like the people from X Factor after? Or no, we signed, we signed with Sony, we, but that, that year was the first year that Simon ever came, like, came in. And it was just like, just so you guys know, I'm only signing the winner this year. Other years I've signed second, third, did it, I'm only signing the winner. So we were like, right, we got to win. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? we got to make sure we get through week one. Then we aim for week two, three. Like we were, we were playing it week by week, kind of going right. We need, we need to get through this week and this and da da da. Got to the final week and we were like, oh my god, yeah, he's only signed the winner, so we need to win. It's that's like contractually every year is different, um, but our year it was like just the winner. So we were like, oh man, this is of all years that we were going to do this show, he only wants to sign the winner. So. Something that I think is interesting you saying about being like locked down in those fillers is that the social media game has changed so hugely since you obviously were on the show. Um, You guys have done obviously incredible, but do you think social media would have been like a help or hindrance for you? Because it can really completely kill some people, can't it? And if your social game's not right, it can really elevate you. Like, do you like speak to new artists now and how they're dealing with it? Like, what was your thoughts around it at the time? Because I imagine when you were touring in the early days... It was wasn't such a thing, I guess. It wasn't. It wasn't at all. Like it was kind of the start, and yeah. like some of our managers would be like, "Oh, like, take this camera, like take a picture." That at the time we were like, "What? Like, nah, like, we don't want to take a picture. Like, I'm just, I'm chilling. I don't, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm like, I don't really want to do that. Yeah. Um, because that whole that artist mystique thing. Do you know what I mean? We're we're from that era of, like, I'm thinking of the greatest. Do you know what I mean? Like. Your, your, your MJs, your James Browns, Prince, all these kind of these mysterious artists that used to just flamboyancy and, and just showmanship. Like for us, we were like, nah, like that's the, you're, giving, you're giving away too much. Then at the same time, if we had this whole social media wave when we were like really popping and starting out, that would have taken us like around the world properly just because it's so accessible now like you can you can find artists from any continent anywhere well look at the korean the korean uh bands right there they're this they sold out wembley stadium wembley stadiums like like not being funny but i know so many people that don't even speak korean but like yeah like this jam's crazy what what? (laughs) like this this is this is nuts like this 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 is this is crazy. Like we've got people that are fully mixing cultures and languages they don't understand, but they're vibing the feeling and 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 the passion and that the music is giving. Do you know what I mean? So that's like that's a dream. On the other hand, like you're able to reach people in, as I said, totally different ways. Yeah, and I guess um, for you guys, because it did seem and I, I, it did seem like you guys really had a. You knew what you were doing. You seemed super, like you, you know, super organized, as it were. Um, I imagine if everything was around as it was back then, you'd have made great advantage. You'd have taken great advantages from it. Um, but I guess for for what, one thing I wanted to ask was how now with social media, X Factor is, I'd say, not less needed, but you don't need X. Like you don't, you definitely don't need X Factor to to make it. Whereas it maybe when when you guys were were coming through it was such a such a big thing and and you couldn't just put your music out there straight away and get instant reaction from everyone whereas you had a show where you know you could put it onto 
millions of people and then they can make an instant reaction on it. So do you think, do you think X Factor is less needed now or is it, and, and people can just come through social media? I'm not sure it's less needed. Um, I think it's just that thing of there's so many more avenues now that you can use depending on what type of artist you are. I think if you're a pop artist, of course, like X Factor is still, and shows like it, do you know what I mean? The Voice, all these kind of shows, like they're, they are commercial, this is a commercial audience that, that those artists want to hit. If you're a bit more of a rock-led artist or a regular-led artist or uh, a grime, or, do you know what I mean? Like you've got so many different avenues now that you haven't got to kind of conform in any way if you don't want to. Do you know what I mean? You haven't got to hit the commercial side of it. You can actually go, no, I'm staying true to who I am. I'm not changing for, you know, ITV 7.30 or BBC 7.30. Like, if you want to go in and whatever, like, you can do that on, on all the platforms that you want to kind of um, jump on. You haven't now, as I said, there's just so many different different platforms and avenues for for. for whole array of artists like anything is possible now so yeah you're you know stepping away from from jls for a minute um you're involved in in a load of other stuff obviously your your dance studio base just want to chat a bit about that and and, and what you're up to i suppose for me it's just like singing yeah that's the main thing for me always like, i love that but dance has always been been there so, i mean that's always been a massive passion and um funnily enough me and like old school one of my First, first, first um, backing dancers is now one of my best friends. We literally hadn't seen each other maybe for about a year or so, and uh, bumped into each other's, uh, bumped into each other, sorry, uh, um, randomly like wagon mummers sitting there and just kind of you know putting the world to rights. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, man, we should just open our own studio. Literally, that point, two years on from then, it's the hub of dance now, um, probably in Europe, probably. Worldwide, it's known by some of the greatest dancers. We've had some of the most influential dancers ever pass through and teach in our place, um, who we're big fans of. That's amazing. And is that something that you went into consciously, or did you like kind of fall into it? Like, what's the journey to get to different like business offshoots like that? It, it was just honestly an idea that we wrote down on a napkin. <laughs> It, wasn't, it always is. Okay, so I know it sounds crazy and it sounds like it was like a movie. Like we literally sat there eating food, writing stuff down the napkin, going, Yeah, we should do this and we want to do this production and this, that, that, and whatever. And what we should do first is then open a dance studio. How we did it and it's flying, and you know, we've just opened up the production company off the back of it. We've um, base TV coming off the back of it as well, and, and, and going to look at getting our own. Um, artists as well and putting them through base and it's, it's yeah it's, it's crazy like just from as I said a napkin it's a napkin it's an idea everything everything creative just comes from an idea do you know what I mean uh, like that initial spark and then that's what it was for us it's just a napkin that we've uh, we've got framed now and it's you know it's a good reminder of the yeah yeah oh, that's amazing like anything can happen do you know what I mean I think that's just for us a good reminder and it's you know if there's anything that kind of goes you know, like we're in now, we're in this crazy, crazy time now of, of quarantine and lockdown and whatever, and obviously nothing's open. But for us, we're like, listen, if we went back to business now, and you know, a lot of like starter businesses are obviously uh, not able to reopen, which is crazy. And um, 
if we get back to it and, and, sure. and not able to kind of, you know, continue, we, we start again. Do you know what I mean? We rebuild. We know we can do it from scratch. Like we, as I said, it started from a napkin. So I said anything's possible. Yeah. And it kind of on the dancing subject, your Strictly Come Dancing experience, how was that compared to X Factor? It must have been completely different for you. It was like kicked out yeah. week seven. I was like, that's fuming. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> nah, listen, it's all good. It's all good. I, um, I'm getting the feeling that you're quite competitive. Like, oh, yeah. is number one or is not worth it? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm a, listen, I'm I, over everything, over everything that people know me for. I'm a sportsman first. Like, sport was my thing. Until till I was 16, like, sport was my, I was football head on. Like, I was going to be a footballer. That was my thing. Um, I got injured, couldn't play football no more, had to wait for an operation, kind of fell into singing and dancing. Everything's gone well. Um, to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've just always been determined, in, I suppose, in whatever I've kind of really done. And the Strictly thing for me was the hardest, the hardest thing for me was to bite my tongue during that whole experience because everyone was just like, this guy's a dancer. He's trained here and da da Like, I'm not trained at all. Like, I fell into dance literally at 16, like, I couldn't do sports, so I was just like, I've got a bit of rhythm, I've danced, and everyone was like, yeah, you're like a dancer guy, like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, cool. But never had any training, I wanted to, I wanted to train, wanted to go to college, wanted to do it all, it looked amazing, I didn't get the chance to, because, like, in, in a great way, like, I, I got jobs, and, and, and I was working at that time, and I didn't have to train, so it was a bit like, oh, okay, I'm kind of skipping the queue a little bit. Um, so, for me, that whole experience having to relearn, I suppose, movement again. And, and like Latin and ballroom is so different to, like, posture-wise, even from street or anything like that commercial. So I was totally out of my element and, and comfort zone at that point. So for, for I suppose for me, as I said, the hardest part of that whole thing was for me to keep my mouth shut because I was a bit, everyone's like, everyone was expecting me to be this great, great ballroom and Latin dancer. And I was a bit like, guys, I'm starting probably further back than everybody else because my body's so used to moving in this way whereas if I was a blank canvas I could probably pick it up a lot easier because someone could mold me into you know this kind of dancer so did you hear did you experience any um so you say like you know it was that that was kind of your experience but did you did anyone like did the other people on the show and I don't expect you to name names but did they do you feel any hostility from them or was it more in general? Nah, nah, everyone, everyone was cool. Do you know what I mean? Don't get it twisted. I know, I know as soon as I left that competition, loads of people were like, oh my God, thank God he's gone. Okay, he's gone. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I'm like, listen, that's cool. Do you know what I mean? We're all competitive and that's exactly how I like it. Like It should be like, go into these things to to win it and get as far as you can. It's, it's like, that's all part of the fun. Um, but at the same time, I think it's just... As I said, people expected so much from me um, that really and truly, like two weeks before the show airs, you can't really like what what more could like these these professional dancers are some of the best in the world, and and like everyone kind of going, oh, you should be able to do this, and I'm going, what are you talking about? Like these guys teaching us are like the best. I, I'm not I'm not from this realm. I can't do what they do, but you're expecting me to be able to do it. Do you know what I mean? Like that. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. It, it was crazy. Crazy. That's a lot of pressure to go into it, isn't it? Yeah. So did you actually, did you enjoy it? I loved it. Loved did it. Did you enjoy because, that learning the dancing? Yeah, yeah, definitely. As you just said, like the pressure was great. And I, I like, 
listen, pressure makes diamonds. Do you know what I mean? At the end of the day, and it's a bit like I was going to be able to take something out of this whole experience. Like that's my thing with, with a lot of these shows out there. I said I'm not, I said no to a lot of them because it's a bit like I don't really want to just sit around. Like I'm going to be learning a skill on this show. So I was like, yes, like, this is going to be helpful to me somewhat after. Do you know what I mean? I.e. the dance studio now and me performing solo and then back in the band. Like that's helpful. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's yeah, it's, it's all very, um, like, strictly as a show. Like, honestly, it's just brilliant. Like, I can't really praise it enough. Um, it's really stood the test of time. It's gone beyond, I think. It's got bigger. Yeah, Every exactly. It's got bigger. People, exactly, yeah. There's, like, a waiting list for that show now. It's a bit like, whereas before, people would be like, mm, not sure. But now it's like, that's the, that's the show. If you're a celebrity, that is the show to go on, for sure. Definitely. Um, even more so than the jungle now. Have you been offered to go in the jungle? Not officially. I know definitely yeah. there's, there's been an inquiry before. Not fancy it? Nah, listen, if I go on one of them kind of shows, that's it. People would be like, I hate that guy. Because, <laughs> because I would be like, nah, I would not be myself. I'd be on, I'd be on edge. Oh, man. even now, like, I just feel, I feel itchy. You know, you just, like, sometimes, yeah, oh, nah, be cr- oh, nah, nah. Well, we, we can rule that one out then. Maybe you're better suited to saying like, um, like celebrity goggle box. Maybe that's more your vibe. <laughs> you know, chill and watch some TV, have a drink. Yeah, that's my vibe. I'm down. It's one of my favourite programmes. It's a madness. We watch people watching TV, you know. That's a madness. That for me is nuts. Well, that's true. And, and I, I saw something where people were like, um, say if you put like these filters on Instagram or you do these challenges, like people literally have adverts on their face. Like who would have thought that like ten years ago? Say you say you do an, uh, a Samsung filter, you have literally got the Samsung logo on your forehead. Yeah, that is weird, isn't it? You're a walking advert. I mean, I can't really say Very much to that because they yeah they used my song for that and that was that was part of the filter. So, so I was going to bring that up. To be honest, I didn't do that on purpose. I, it was the first brand that came to my head, but I I did. I, so I read that the the, the the Samsung ad obviously took your song. Was that? Um, how 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 did you find going um, solo and because um, I know I, I was reading a lot of the, the the a lot of the critical reception was actually really good to a lot of the a lot of the stuff so it must have been that must have been good to see but how, how did you find the whole how have you found the whole experience? No, I loved it, man. I, I just as I said before, like I had anything that I kind of put my mind to, I'm I'm, I'm in. Do you know what I mean? And I have to enjoy it because otherwise I wouldn't do it. Um, it's the same. Like the band prepped me for that. The band helped me get to those heights, get to different countries and territories. And like I've had success in that literally the furthest point from this side of the world. Do you know what I mean? And it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. So it's, um, for me now, I'm, I'm just in this whole, I suppose I'm more appreciative now than, than, than ever because I've been able to experience high, low, low, high, high, low, low, do you know what I mean? Many, many different forms. And how how did the Samsung thing actually come about? Do they just reach out and, or do you take it to them, like your or your team? Sorry, take it to them. Like how, how does that how does that happen? And then, I mean, you don't have to go into it, but do you, like do, do people get decent wonga off that? You can, depending on obviously the the length of time that an advert's kind of used for, or the the, the period of time that your your song's used for. Um, I think mine was for about half a year. So it was a good. It was yeah. It was, it was a nice little little cut at that time, and I was a bit like, "This is great." Like I 
haven't really got to do much. And you, you, like a, Let's keep making songs for adverts. That's what I'm saying. Like, no, but syncs is, syncs is the way. Like, when when you get these people that are, are literally just, like, score, like, do you know what I mean? Score writers and, and, and want to do stuff for movies and adverts and stuff, you understand because they'll do one and then that's them set for, like, years and they haven't got to do any like they obviously continue but they wouldn't have to do anything for years really and truly because i don't know imagine who wrote the the score for the avengers movies do you know what i mean it's like just it's literally just a dun, 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 dun. like if you did that like what like you're cool like do you know what i mean you've bought your you've bought your mama house and your family house Oh, you've bought them an island or something. We, we've actually got another business venture that came up in some research we did, which was the JLS condoms. Oh, yes. This really made me laugh. Do you want to tell us a bit more about that? Like, how did that come about? The JLS condoms were actually, um, it was actually a charitable, I suppose, mission for us at the time. Just because we were working with, um, obviously, jerks very closely and that they... Uh, you know, a JLS foundation and stuff like that, and and I suppose the t- the subject of sex is a very taboo thing. Do you know what I mean? In in terms for anyone, do you know what I mean? Lots of people feel uncomfortable talking about it, and we were a bit like, do you know what? Our demographic is that sixteen to twenty four. Do you know what I mean? And it is a kind of hard age for people to vocalize and express like feelings and stuff like that, and and have these kind of conversations, whether it be parents or teachers and whoever they're. Um, need to talk to and it was a bit like you know what any anything that we can kind of do to make that a little bit easier um you know so we had all the questions fired at us under the sun do you know what i mean as you can imagine it was a bit like we just thought you know, we'll just answer it as safely as um uh, as honestly as possible and just talk about <laughs> or safely as safe safely as well obviously um and just yeah like i said it's all from a charitable point of view and everything that was kind of so made from that was 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 given to charity and stuff like that. So it wasn't even like a money making scheme for us or anything. It was a and yours was the best selling one. Yeah, of course. So were you competitive <laughs> about that with the boys? Yeah, between us four, of course. That was the thing. It's like, like who's selling them? <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Who's getting the most action? But listen, that that came with everything. That came from like the condoms to the JLS jumpers to key routes. Do you know what I mean? That was like we. Uh, uh, between the four, we're all, we are so competitive. You know I mean, as brothers would be. So that's that was something that we were like, right, okay. You had your own like, I guess we must have had your own like fans each as well. Obviously, everyone who is that is a JLS fan, but there must have been people that were that would support each of you individually as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That was like a, I suppose like any 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 band out there. There's always the kind of general fan base, but then at the same time, it kind of then splits into. You know, Team Aston, Team Marisha, Team Mark, and Team J. But I mean, it was like there's, there's all that. But that was the kind of the thought, but um, thought for us behind the hoodies. Do you know what I mean? At the time as well, at the very start, it was an easier way for people to indicate, um, kind of I suppose choose who their choose who their favorite was. Do you know what I mean? At the time, it was a bit like right, we just put, we just put it into colours. Like no need for people to learn our names and try and catch our names every single week on X Factor. It was a bit like let's just give them. Given the colours, and it's been like, oh, I like the blue one, oh, I like the red one, I like the green one, the yellow. Do you know what I mean? It was just easier to. Really smart. Did you? Did you guys? Do you have a team around you coming up with that, or did you come up with that as your as like yourself? No, that was that was. I said that was us through X Factor. That was us as contestants. That's what we. That's what we did. We just we just stuck to colours at the time. So 
you know, from the first audition, it was a bit like, we was like, should we swap colours? Nah, let's not swap them. Let's, let's, let's stick to our own individual colours. So by the time we got to the show, it was a bit like, the live show, sorry, it was a bit like, right, that's it, we're, we're in. And I guess we, we discussed how, how you were at 16 and, and, you know, not, and, you know, not playing football anymore, uh, moving into sort of music and, and, and dance. If you could go back now and you saw the 16-year-old Aston, what would you say to him? What would be your one piece of advice to him? Um, there was one point where I, if, if I was 16 and I was like, right, I'm done with all of this. Like, I can't play football no more. Don't want to have to go and sing and stuff like that. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know what I'm going to do. I would just be like, you know what? Go back and be like, listen, it's cool. You'll be fine. Do you know what I mean? Just trust trust what people are saying to you. Trust that you're good enough. Um, I just think, yeah, just just trust a lot more mm-hmm. at that age. I was very kind of, I suppose, listen, as teenagers are, do you know what I mean? You're just very uncertain of of the unknown and, and, and what's going to happen. So it's just that thing of going, no, I, I believe in it and I trust in, you know, my, my journey and my destiny. So. No, I think we, so we've spoken to a few people this week and, from from everyone, it, it seems to be that you know just believing in what you're what you're doing when you're when you're when you're young and and just having that that drive and belief. But ultimately, you you have that belief and and drive because you wouldn't have had the you wouldn't have had the success you've had without the great drive you guys you 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 especially have had. Um, is there is there anything that so what's the biggest misconception about you or? Anything you've done, is there something you go, well, pe- people might think and you're, they go, that's not, that couldn't be further from the truth. I think it probably is the confidence thing, really. It's been like, everyone's been like, yeah, I, I'm really confident and, and bubbly and whatever else and blah, 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 like high energy, but really and truly, it's a bit like those sides only can kind of continue if I know you. Again, it's a bit like I'm never really looking to go into a room of people I don't know and be like that guy that kind of out there and in everyone's face and people just like that kind of wrong impression that's a bit like that's a that's a barrier breaker you have to kind of get through to to see the real Aston do you know what I mean no I get that I appreciate that and um, I guess for for anyone who you know sees what you've done and does have a you know does have aspirations to do that you know I know um, what would be like advice to, to anyone starting out in say they want to become a singer or say they want to become a dancer what's like a really well, what's your best piece of advice for them um, again the best piece of advice I would have been able to give would be like listen persist trust believe but really and truly now like anything really is possible now because we've got so many things to hand that we can make possible. Do you know what I mean? We can make anything, anything possible at all. If you want to, um, if you do want to be a singer, right, you can put stuff up on YouTube and you can sell music, you can do whatever you want to do and you can monetize and, and make that, you know, make a living from it. Like then you're a singer. Do you know what I mean? It's like, regardless if you're selling to 10, 20, 30 people or you're selling millions, if you're managing to make a living off of that kind of thing, and you're living the dream that you're doing it. It's just how how far you want to push it, how hard you want to work for the next level. There's always there's always levels. Do you know what I mean? Like now, like mm-hmm. I'm I've been very blessed over the years, and I'm at a great level. 
Am I at the top? Nowhere near. There's so many levels above where I am and where the boys are now um, that you have to look at certain artists now and be like, flipping hell, like that, that's a madness. Like, the fact that you can look at an artist like Drake. Drake can write a whole album, not say anything about it, drop it, and then it's like, it's platinum selling. Do you know what I mean? You literally tweet about it. Boom, just dropped an album. Da, 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 da. People are flocking to that and they're going to it and you're like, that's that's crazy. Like, no promotion, no nothing. It's a bit like, just dropping it. Like, you know, dropping the ocean. Bam, but that, that makes a wave. That's, 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 that's a, do you know what I mean? That's a serious level. That's, 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 that's legendary status. Do you know what I mean? As much as some people would be like, yeah, you're not a rapper and da 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 I don't care what anyone says. Like, Drake is levels above, well, a madness. Do you know what I mean? This day and age. Well, but but he, you know, he's a he's a artist that, uh, and I, I did do the research. He is, he has the same amount of number ones as JLS, so. Um, for anyone that's. Uh, <laughs> but listen, at the yeah, same time, I, I think mean, it, no, but at the same time, I think it was something like, the Billboard Top 200. He hasn't been out of that for ten years. Culture's culture's so throwaway now as well. Like people, people is like say there's like a there's a new rapper that will come up. I don't know, Little Nas X, or he'll come and do a tune. But if you're staying consistent for ten years, that is crazy. That's what I'm saying, and 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 the proof is in the pudding. Do you know what I mean? He's there. It's it's, it's factual history. It's in the it's in the history books. Yeah, it's mad. There's there's levels to it. So if you want to do it, you can. Do you know what I mean? You just have to live. Breathe, eat, sleep, like everything, and you can do it from literally just a laptop and a mic if you want. So there's no excuses anymore. Do you know what I mean? Sure. No. Look, um, I think that's brilliant to kind of end on a, of a really uh, inspiring message, and and you know we're incredibly grateful for you coming on. I guess the only other thing I'd I'd want to <laughs> tell you about is. We so we um I've been asked I have to say this but we um so we we work in an office there's about I don't know eighty of us we're six anywhere from twenty to twenty eight but we so we had we had a Chris we had our Christmas party and for so I don't know how but I ended up on the decks and the song I have to tell you this I'm being honest I'm not trying to make it up just because you're on the song which got everyone going the most was beat again like we put it on and everyone went fucking mental it was just I can't explain it to you. It, listen, you, you said it earlier. It's a generation thing. There's that subtlety of whether you were a fan or not, it would have been playing from yeah. radio. Do you know what I mean? It's sub, like subliminally, it would have been there. It's like nostalgia. And it's a banger. It's a, such a banger as well. Listen, we'll take it. That's one of my, like, one of my songs, you know, in Spotify where it says like what you've been listening to the most recently, that, that always gets it in mind. Um, so it's a, it's a it's been a pleasure to talk to you. No, listen, thank you. Pleasure's all mine. If you ever need a fifth member, then or you know you, you think oh I've got too many kids now I need someone to sub in. You need a fifth or you need a fourth member or a fifth member. You've got my number, so we'll uh, we'll be on. You heard it here first as well. Can't, can't, when people say that, it's not a joke at you. you know what I mean. I'm not joking. Um, <laughs> but no, thanks everyone for listening to the Secure the Bag podcast. If you are new around here, please drop us a, us a subscribe and make sure you check back for some more podcasts. Tom, we good? 
Welcome to the Secure the Bank podcast, where we talk to some of the most successful people in the world. In the world? Field? World? W- shut up. <laughs> Welcome. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, let's go.